New information about the shooting spree suspect's involvement in Austin and how he allegedly committed the crimes. After a warm day today, tracking one more day when we dip into the 70s before temperatures drop and some of us might freeze. And billions in emergency aid to U.S. allies are on hold right now in Congress, how border security comes into play. Well, more information about the Central Texas shooting spree is coming to light. Thanks for joining us. I'm Daniel Marine. And I'm Jennifer Sanders. Britt is on assignment. Court documents obtained by KXAN say the suspect Shane James Jr. had a minimal connection to Austin. Those documents also detail how the burglary call for the home in on Austral Loop came in. Now the caller reported he was viewing a live feed of his surveillance system and saw a man actively breaking into his home where his wife and daughter what special needs were at the time. When officers got there, they say James and they saw James was in the house and was trying to flee out of the back of the home. Well, that's also when James shot at an officer and the officer was hit multiple times, according to investigators. APD says the officer shot back, but James was not hit. Now that home on Austral Loop is also where police found 56-year-old Catherine Short and 30-year-old Lauren Short dead. The affidavit state James stole a car from the garage of the home on Astro Loop and then drove away. He was then chased by police until he crashed at the intersection of State Highway 45 and FM 1826. The documents say during the chase, speeds reached up to 90 miles per hour before James hit another car and crashed. And the funeral for Sabrina Rahman was held this afternoon. She is one of the victims in the Shadywood Drive homicide. That's where Shane James went before going to Austral Loop. The other victim is 32-year-old Emmanuel Papa, and he was doing handiwork on Rahman's home when he was shot. Sabrina was coming home from a walk with her baby boy when she saw it all happen. Her family says James ran out after her, so she pushed her baby stroller to her neighbor's door, saving him. Well, Ethan Crumbly, the now 17-year-old who gunned down four Michigan schoolmates two years ago, will likely die behind bars. A judge sentenced him today to life in prison without the possibility of parole for unleashing a, quote, true act of terrorism. Oakland County Judge Kwame Rowe imposed the maximum sentence. Crumbly pleaded not uh, guilty, I should say, to fatally shooting four of his classmates and injuring seven other people at Oxford High School. He was only 15 at the time. Judge Rowe said Crumbly wrote in his journal about wanting to commit these crimes, and he added Crumbly chose not to kill himself that day because he wanted the notoriety. Rowe found Crumbly didn't show a potential for rehabilitation. Crumbly himself addressed the court before sentencing, saying that he knows he is a really bad person and is trying to do better. Hundreds of thousands of Palestinians are fleeing Israel's intensifying ground offensive as the Israel-Hamas war enters its third month. The U.S. is telling Israel it needs to do more to protect civilians inside Gaza and to get more humanitarian aid into the strips. President Joe Biden spoke last night to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Biden says he welcomes Israel's decision to allow more fuel into Gaza, both for power stations and for trucks that distribute aid. But he says across the board, more needs to be done. Israel says it is closing in on Hamas leaders who are hiding but have not caught Hamas's most senior leader. Well, billions of dollars in emergency aid to Ukraine, Israel, and Tehran are now on the line with Congress. Now it comes amid a fight in the U.S. Senate led by Republicans who want border security reform added to the foreign defense package. Our Monica Madden caught up with Texas's senior senator who is leading Republican demands. 
this has to be dealt with. U.S. Senator John Cornyn has played the role of bipartisan broker in the Senate. I see this as a unique point of leverage. But this time, he's helping lead Republicans in blocking the passage of emergency aid to our foreign allies in hopes of getting something else the GOP wants. There are things that I support in the package, uh, but I can't and won't support that uh, proceeding to that until we get a satisfactory answer to the policy changes that we need at the border, the policy changes that will uh, prevent people from showing up in droves and then being released into the interior. The package failed Wednesday, even after the White House made concessions, offering more than $13 billion for cleaning up the asylum backlog, adding more immigration judges and border agents. We intend to make sure that uh, we hold the administration's feet to the fire, and this is a perfect opportunity to do that. Do you think it should be addressed as a standalone bill for such a complex topic? We've been talking about immigration and border security for the entire time I've been in the Senate. And that's all that's happened is talk, uh, no action. And meantime, things have just gotten progressively worse. Democrats. Our adversaries will keep undermining us at every turn. Accusing Republicans like Cornyn of holding the needed money hostage. If Republicans in the Senate do not get serious very soon, about a national security package, Vladimir Putin is going to walk right through Ukraine and right through Europe. Now Congress risking going home with the aid package left on the table as financial support for Ukraine runs out at the end of the year. Monica Madden, KXAN News. And Congress is only scheduled to be in session through next week before a recess for the holidays. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Well, it took a bit for some of us up and down I-35 to get the sunshine, but what a sunny end to the day it is now from our Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam from Westlake Hills looking to, uh, down toward Austin. Temperatures have dropped back down out of the 70s into the 60s in Austin, but we've still got 80s in parts of the hill country where the clouds cleared earliest and upper 70s in our eastern counties. The last of the clouds pulled away by about 2, 2.30 in the metro. We were the last to see the sunshine, but at least we all got it. It's setting us up for a mostly clear First part of your evening for the beginning of Trail of Lights tonight that starts at 6, runs through 10, 68 at 6, still 65 at 10. A reasonably comfortable night to enjoy the lights tonight. Coming up in first warning weather, we'll track a cold front for tomorrow, including the gusty winds that it brings, followed by potentially a widespread freeze. Thank you, Nick. And Austin Road is doubling in size. The project getting started to make getting around town a little bit easier. Plus, an Austin murderer begins her prison sentence. What we know about the place Caitlin Armstrong could stay for the next 90 years. An Austin tradition is back and it's brighter than ever. What's in store for the opening night of Trail of Lights? The city of Austin broke ground today on the Spicewood Springs Mobility Project, so this marks the beginning of work to expand a section of the road to four lanes. Capital Delivery Services and Austin Transportation and Public Works says this section is between Loop 360 and Mesa Drive, about a two-mile stretch there. Now, the project aims to address congestion and enhance safety and improve mobility for all travelers on Spicewood Springs Road. It's something Councilmember Allison Alter hopes will be beneficial to everyone. Everyone. It's also going to provide the connectivity um, that we need so people can move around the neighborhood, um, not just in a car.
And the project has been in the works for several years. It's being funded by the 2016 mobility bond and is expected to cost $31 million. Construction is expected to be done by December 2026. Convicted Austin murderer Caitlin Armstrong is starting her 90-year prison sentence at a different detention facility. She is now at Plain State Jail in Dayton, Texas. That's northeast of Houston. This is her new booking photo, by the way. The Texas Department of Criminal Justice says her projected release date is July 3rd, 2112. She'll be eligible for parole in 2052. Now, the website says she is not able to have visitors at the moment. Deck the halls, the holidays are upon us and the trail of lights is opening. Coming up, I'll take you inside Santa's workshop. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see you then. And a warm day for the lighting of the trail of lights. 72 are high today, although we continue to watch the pollen levels and both cedar and mold trending higher. Just wait until you get cedar this weekend. Uh, it's going to spike with a cold front. We'll show you the impacts of that cold front weather-wise in first morning weather. He was a well-known local trumpet player, one of the best around Greeley, Colorado. And she was a well-known waitress, kind and effervescent, in a place where everybody knows your name. And so, of course, they should find romance and be together. But who was in that car, driving on the long highway up into the mountains? And what did the snowplow driver find? Tonight on Dateline at 9 on KXAN. All right, well, it's that time of year. Here is a live look at what will be the Trail of Lights. Tonight is the opening night of the 59th edition of this Austin holiday tradition. And the trail now has more than 2 million lights illuminating the park. Our Britt Moreno is there live. She's emceeing opening night. You teased earlier that she would give us a tour of something, so I am ready for it now. <laughs> Oh yes, buckle up everybody. We are about to bring you all the merry things. It is great to see everybody tonight. You know, we have already started the Hanukkah season and now the countdown is on to Christmas. Ready or not, the holidays are upon us. And the Trail of Lights is such a fantastic way to sort of embrace this season. You know, the magic of Christmas is here and we just want to show you a little sneak peek here inside Santa's workshop. So this is a photo from the original Santa's workshop. This all started here at the Trail of Lights in 1965. And of course, it has exploded into this massive event that makes the charts nationally for how wonderful it is. And back over here, Jordan, if you want to pan this way, we've got Santa's toy giveaway. We've got 3D printers. This is where high tech meets Santa, so it's kind of exciting. We've got a photo booth over here, and then back behind me is the Santa tracker. And wait, uh-oh, uh-oh, guys, a little breaking news. What's that here over my shoulder? I see red. I see, come on with me. We've got Santa here in person. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. How are you today? Well, I came to see all the boys and girls tonight at Zilker Park. I tell you what, it's going to be a great time. This is the big event. You wait all it's year great. for this. It's the grand opening tonight. It's fabulous tonight. It's so beautiful out here at the park tonight, too. And, you know, I always wonder, what do the kids tell you they want? Oh, we have quite a list. It's old school and new school together. <laughs> it's not only is it it's the electronics, but it's also back to the slime, of course. Oh, Everybody remembers everybody that. Everybody loves that. And, of course, the Barbie dolls and baby dolls oh. and all those like that, too. You know, the magic of the holidays is here. In one word, how do you describe it? Oh, it's hard to describe in just one word. 
Spectacular. That's the best part. It is special. Well, Santa, thank you so much. We know you have a lot of work to get to. Now, here's the thing. I have a really serious question. Did Jen Sanders and Nick Bannon make the naughty or nice list? Do you want to say that on live TV? Is the jury out? And Daniel's there, too. Daniel? Oh, Daniel. Well, I think they're all on the nice list. <laughs> Three times, just to make sure that we were correct, and we have a great thumbs up for every one of them out there. All right. There. They've they're, all done a great job. They're going to thank us for that. And especially you, and Lady <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I guess we'll find out Christmas morning. Huh? I know, we're exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I just checked 17 days until Christmas. Oh, wow, so it's, it's coming, coming up. up. But you know what? Hurry. Santa said spectacular. This weather is amazing. Yeah, you know, great evening for going to the Trail of Lights. You know, you're outside. It's not going to be too cold. I know maybe if you like the cold because it gets you more in the festive spirit, we'll have plenty of those types of nights too. But tonight, mostly in the 60s for the next several hours. We do have a cold front that's going to be dropping through Central Texas tomorrow during the morning into the early afternoon. That will bring more festive cold back to Central Texas. But for right now, it is well to our north, keeping the chill well to the north. Amarillo behind the front at 59. The rest of us, 70s and even 80s. Today, certainly warmer than normal here in Central Texas with highs anywhere from the low 70s to the low 80s. We go into this evening, clear skies, but still 60s thanks to a warm wind. And then low clouds, some patches of fog, a little drizzle starts to develop ahead of a cold front. There could even be a few spotty morning showers uh, before that front moves through. And then the front's going to kick out the clouds. And we're now forecasting a sunnier day and that sun to come out earlier here on Saturday. In fact, many of us will see sun by mid to late morning and we're looking for a mostly sunny afternoon here tomorrow. Mainly clear skies tomorrow night as that chilly air settles into central Texas and it's going to be a very sunny but breezy and chilly Sunday. It's also going to get windy too. Let's track the winds for you here taking you through this evening. These are the gusts running between about 10 to 20 miles per hour out of the south-southwest here. So not too windy just yet. In fact, the winds may come down a little bit overnight. But tomorrow morning, while the winds start to change direction as that cold front comes through, then the stronger winds start to pick up tomorrow afternoon, gusting 20 to 30 miles per hour at times during the afternoon. Looks like the strongest winds, though, will hold off until tomorrow evening to get here. There's 9 o'clock Saturday night. That's when we could get some 30 to potentially 35 mile per hour wind gusts. Not terribly strong. National Weather Service has not issued a wind advisory, but this could be enough wind to still cause some localized, very isolated power outages. Heading into your Sunday, breezy to start the day, but the wind's coming down during the afternoon so that by Sunday evening, the winds are fairly light. That's actually going to set us up for a very cold morning Monday. So clear and mild for this evening, but clouds and some patches of fog coming in late tonight with overnight lows getting down to about 60. Our day tomorrow starts with clouds, ends with a lot of sunshine, the wind increasing through the day and changing direction from the south at first to the northwest once that cold front comes through. And then the chillier air, you're really going to feel it more so on Sunday than tomorrow with a high of 59 on Sunday. Then the 60s are back here for Monday and Tuesday, but just wait. We've got some colder nights to come first, down to 40 Sunday morning, 32. We're now officially forecasting a freeze in Austin Monday morning and 41 on Tuesday. In fact, while we're forecasting 32 in Austin Monday morning, there could be some 20s in portions of the hill country. Uh, even some suburbs of the metro may get down into the 20s and not all of us have had a freeze yet this season, so we're thinking the first freeze of the season uh, for the rest of us uh, here Monday morning. Then 
Tuesday, more clouds, 66, and then we get into a wetter pattern beginning on Wednesday. 20% rain chances Wednesday, mainly focused in the hill country with a high of 62. Rain chances up to 30% on Thursday, and then more widespread rain starts to get to the metro and our eastern counties on Friday, with rain chances now up to 50%. All right, Nick, thank you very much. Hunter Biden, the president's son, facing felony charges. Prosecutors say he paid for an extravagant lifestyle, but not his taxes between 2016 and 2020. And his attorney says the charges would never have been filed if he wasn't a Biden. NBC's Alice Barr reports. Serious new charges against Hunter Biden, raising the stakes for his legal challenges and the political fallout. The president's son now accused of a criminal tax fraud scheme that includes three felony charges. A federal grand jury in Los Angeles indicting Hunter Biden on nine counts in all. Prosecutors accusing him of failing to pay at least $1.4 million in taxes on time, even though he earned millions between 2016 and 2020, including from foreign businesses. Alleging that, quote, the defendant spent this money on drugs, escorts and girlfriends, luxury hotels and rental properties, exotic cars, clothing and other items of a personal nature. In short, everything but his taxes. They're going to allege that he was being deceptive, moving money around, concealing money. Those are the ways you get to felony land uh, in federal tax crime. It's all part of special counsel David Weiss's investigation that already led to federal gun possession charges in Delaware back in September. An attorney for Hunter Biden saying his client has since paid his taxes in full and that if his last name was anything other than Biden, the charges in Delaware and now California would not have been brought. President Biden is not mentioned in the new indictment, but the charges come as House Republicans are preparing for a vote next week to formally authorize an impeachment inquiry into the president, accusing him of an influence-peddling scheme with his son. It's just a bunch of lies. House Republicans have yet to present evidence tying President Biden directly to his son's business dealings. The president denies wrongdoing while saying he loves and stands by his son. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And House Republicans have also subpoenaed Hunter Biden for a closed-door deposition next week. His attorneys have said he will only testify before the House in a public setting. But House Republicans say their conditions are not negotiable and they are threatening to hold him in contempt of Congress. A majestic sight taking flight. The beautiful video of the nation's bird taken right here in Austin. Some Terrytown neighbors had a beautiful sight to see this morning. Take a look. This is a bald eagle in front of our house. Oh my gosh. KXA and viewer Alexandra Sines was able to capture video and photos of the majestic bird taking flight over Lake Austin. And according to the Texas Parks and Wildlife website, bald eagles nest in the state from October to July. So these nests are pretty big, measuring about six feet in width and then weighing hundreds of pounds. Peak egg happens in December with hatching in January. Those bald eagles can live up to 20 years or more in the wild. Oh, that's really cool. All right, well, coming up tonight on KXAN at 7 o'clock, it's Despicable Me Part 3. And then at 9, it's an episode of Dateline. And then after that, KXAN News is back at 10 o'clock. Or as always, you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where to find CW Austin.